0: Hey everyone, before we get into this week's podcast, I want to take a quick moment to address something that happened in our online fandom this past week. Um, so while, you know, this franchise, Star Wars podcasting, it gives us all sort of a temporary break from from this hellish 2020, uh, sometimes something is important enough to be addressed, and uh, pretending as though it isn't happening is willful ignorance, and uh, I think I think we're better than that. So this past week, another woman in our fan community came out in exasperation and, and fear after uh, an individual refused her clear and repeated request to leave her alone and not to interact with her anymore. And this unwelcome behavior continued for months, months, with no change at all. No acknowledgement and, and no sort of contrition of the uh, pain that was being caused and the anxiety that was being caused by, by his actions. And so now, now this issue is wide out in the open and in the aftermath of that, it's up to us going forward, especially those of us who participate in or create online communities. We've got to follow through and do our part to make the spaces that we build welcoming for everybody, but especially for women who have, as we've seen over the past couple of years, uh, have had to endure far too much harassment at the hands of stubborn and entitled guys who don't understand or can't understand or won't understand boundaries so wherever you are whatever your role is in the on online fan space that you create or hang out in we as a group need to do a much better job at making sure that everybody is safe and policing our little places so that uh, nobody is made to feel endangered or threatened by the actions of somebody else who just doesn't get it and as somebody myself who is you know we we got a little community here we built something around this podcast uh, it, it's. I, I will say that I'm. I will take action against anybody who makes our online space anything less than the fun and welcoming place uh, that I w- want it to be. That we all want it to be all the time, and I, what I think it usually is. Um, you know, we we just want to talk about this stupid Space Wizard franchise without fear of being bullied or harassed or made to feel unwanted. Uh, and if any of those things are applied to you, if if you are being made to feel harassed or or threatened. Let me know, and uh, you know that's something that that will be taken care of right away. Like this is really important. It's important to me, and it should be important to you, all of you. Like, I, and I know that it is. Um, and it would have been easy for me to just unfollow or block and be done with it and never talk about it. But this sort of thing keeps happening, and and this merry-go-round of stupidity and disrespect it it won't, it doesn't seem to end. So we all got to turn it up a little bit and say, you know there's more that we can do as a fandom and there's more we have to do. And it sucks that any of this needs to be said, but it sucks a lot more to have somebody ruin something that you love by being inconsiderate and overstepping bounds. Uh, and again, if we, if we, if we can't respect our fellow fans, then we don't deserve to have these spaces. So that's it guys. Uh, respect people, respect their boundaries, respect their requests. Damn it. It's not that hard. Like it really isn't. Um, The consequences for not listening and not taking people seriously when they ask something of you, when they feel threatened, the consequences are sweeping and they come fast and it's tough to come back from. So don't go there. Just be good to people from the start. Um, Let's avoid it in the first place. Be better. Let's all do our part to make this fandom a better place for everybody. Cool? Cool. All right. I'm off my soapbox. Thanks for listening, everybody. And now let's get on with the podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Tumbling Saber Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody! L- Did you hear that voice? He's returned from the nether regions of the force. Oh my God! Corey, where you Crazy been? Day, eh? Well, I know,
1: you know, we, <laughs> we kind of went on hiatus for a bit. And then uh, last week I was uh, up north in the beautiful Mont Tremblant area. It's amazing. Nice. Cool. Yeah, dude! I, I found two pounds of chanterelles, man, and I could have put, I could have picked like at least probably five, six pounds. But I left some you know like those some of them were a little mangled and whatnot but that that stuff is amazing <laughs> you get I could you could sell it in the local like marketplace for like 20 bucks a pound on like Facebook marketplace or whatever it is. It's anyway it was really fun. It was like a little treasure hunt man like me and my son were like just adventuring like just finding patches it was great. It was so fun. Cool man. Great to have you back, while. Yeah, I got, I got, it's got been a super while. excited about it. I don't know. I've been telling like, everyone. I'm like, you know what I did? I found chanterelles.
2: <laughs> That's all good. That's all fine and dandy, but where's my jalapeno jelly?
1: <laughs> e, no garden this year, bro. I know, I know. Next year, it's going to be big, though. Next year,
0: no, I'm going all out.
1: Pickles, the works.
0: <laughs> hey, Corey, don't, not, don't go too heavy on the gardening thing. Remember that somebody sent us a review one time, and it was negative because we were talking about your pickled something something jalapeno jelly huh <laughs> you don't remember that
1: yeah whatever who hmm. sent you a review
0: oh this goes oh, back oh yeah this goes back years oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a
1: negative review i think we every talked week about back then i was talking about my garden though. i was like
0: garden update It was like my first garden ever and it was doing so well i was so proud <laughs> back <laughs> off <laughs> oh man so you're you've had a good time off and uh what else have you been up to Honestly, it's the longest... I thought about it just before coming on.
1: Longest hiatus in five years? <laughs> for you. Never been sir. away from the show for that long. Yeah, definitely.
0: Speak for there yourself. So much stuff that you had to force fast. I've got a lot of pent-up uh, anger I here this week, Corey, I've, and, and you haven't been around for a month, so look out.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, There's a auto. lot of stuff going on this week, unfortunately. Some unfortunate events.
0: Yeah, uh, well, what? yeah.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> nay
0: nay,
2: <laughs> I say nay, nay. oh man, I missed that fatzel.
0: Yeah, uh. Now, we'll let's still, yeah, no, that's gonna be all all Star Wars this week, guys. All fun stuff, Corey., what have you been up to? Like did you do anything star Wars shaped while you were off? Like I'm afraid to ask. Uh, kind of, I mean, you know,
1: uh, my my significant other. She'd, she'd went up to Mont Tremblant earlier than I had. And, uh, anyhow, I had the house myself for a few days and anyhow, um, yeah, Star Wars was on Showtime at one point.
0: Why would you watch it was Star Wars on I think it was Showtime. Showtime?
1: Well, it was a marathon, right? Like and I'm a cable cutter or a cord cutter, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, but wherever we're staying right now has cable and it's very rare that I watch it, but my parents happened to be over that day. And I'm like, I have a Roku device to go through all my streaming apps. And they were just like, I don't know, here's a regular TV. (laughs) So they were flipping through that. And then that was on. And I was like, that basically stayed on from about, uh, I don't know, two in the afternoon to about 11 at night. which is pretty great.
0: I mean, nine hours of Star Wars and about five hours is commercials on Showtime. It is what it is. Brutal. Brutal watching TV on Showtime.
1: I got to, uh, I pretty much settled down for Solo, and it was nice. I mean, there's something about also watching Star Wars on TV, too. Like, never seen Solo on TV, and uh, like I said, I don't really have TV anymore, so I sometimes almost relish in commercials. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's odd to say that, but uh, yeah, regular TV, I I do still get hankering. Like, today, I, you know, it was a fall day almost, so to speak. It's rainy, we made some soup, and in the afternoon, I was like, I gotta put football on.
0: Let's. We're not gonna talk about football either. No, but I just. It's that. It's just like a.
1: Before right <laughs> It's
3: great.
0: It's just plowing
2: through there, Corey. Plow right through.
1: Anyhow, yeah. It was nice but uh star wars wise yeah i mean there was a lot of collecting going on but uh that was my big star wars adventure i guess i mean i kind of uh watched some clone wars episodes again always touch back on that every now and again at late night
0: excellent excellent Corey. it's smashing to have you back carlos what's going on man <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, tough tough week man big week um Almost a full week for kids back at school. Uh, Just uh, hustle and bustle. Um, Still, you know, finishing up the school supplies and running around. But in all that, I was able. This is this is part. This feeds into my collecting update. And then Corey, I'll give you the floor because God knows what the hell you did. But (laughs) but uh, (laughs) I was able to recuperate. The 75190 First Order Star Destroyer.
1: Yes. Yeah, you yeah. saw the photo.
2: Oh, uh, I was able to get it back. And um as uh, the good lord says if asketh if, and you shall receive it.
1: No, is that uh, is that yours or was it or is it one of your children's?
2: Listen, it's all the same, okay? <laughs> uh <laughs> No, it was part of my collection, and uh, in the uh, in the separation, uh, a lot of things that uh, should have been in my possession were no longer in my possession, and that was one of those things. But I ended up uh, getting that back, um, and uh, yeah, there was it, it was incredibly neglected, very dusty, uh, so I had to I had to clean it up, and I had to. Re- Uh, rebuild one of the bottom panels that was missing probably 15 to 20 pieces um but luckily i have bins of of extra pieces and i was able to find uh what i needed so i rebuilt the bottom panel um and uh yeah and it's gorgeous it's on the shelf and uh, we're going to be doing a video tour um of the shelves uh, more in-depth uh Talking about uh, the pieces that are on my shelves, uh, and uh, that's going to be going up on you know, the Carlos Creates uh, Patreon page, and then eventually it'll be on YouTube on the uh, Thinking Out Loud uh, podcast uh, podcast page on YouTube. So that's it. That's what the, that's uh, pretty much watched a couple of Star Wars movies. Um, uh, I rewrote some of the saga in my head so that uh, I could sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's it. And then my kids actually started watching The Last Airbender. Good. Nice. Uh, are you watching it with them? No, no, I'm not. No, because I have a life. So, no, you're, I'm not watching you're it. So,
1: you're, you're doing yourself a misjustice, man.
2: That's that's what they say. That's what they say. And uh, you know what? Guess what? It doesn't all have to be for me, Corey. You know what I mean? You should share it with your with your children.
1: It's a beautiful I, series.
2: I, look, I share enough with them. Like, they live here rent-free
1: already it's got star wars all over it bro it's so good
0: sure so does uh, firefly and we still don't care <laughs> pretty <Man>. much
1: <laughs> hey whatever ignorance is ignorance or it's bliss whatever you want to well, call that's it.
0: that's the theme of the week isn't it
1: i guess so it seems that way
0: doo-doo, <laughs> doo-doo. <laughs> yeah so Brady that's it that was, that was my weekend uh that was my weekend star wars I didn't have much of a week. I mean, we watched, uh, I think we watched Phantom Menace. That's about all. That's pretty Great good. Great film. Yeah, my, my, my son loves that movie.
1: Love. I it. love it too. Yeah. I, I hated it when it came out, came out. And I think it's still my favorite of the prequels.
0: I think he just, he, I know it, it may be weird to say, cause we never had to experience it, but he loves young Anakin. Go figure. Six year old boy loves to connect with the nine year old boy. That looks kind of like him on the screen. Like, Makes sense, right? Yep. Yeah. So he just he just loves that, and you know that that was that was really it. I mean, it was kind of a quiet week Star Wars wise. Um, I'm gonna do my collecting update because uh, Lord knows Corey's gonna take up a lot of oxygen <laughs> once I get through. But uh, for me, it was a vintage collection week, and man, it was a good one. So
1: yeah, there's some nice stuff coming out.
0: The pre-orders are. The last couple weeks, the pre-orders really started to roll in quite a bit. So this week, I got a case with seven, I think, seven vintage figures. So I got the Hoth Han, uh, General Calrissian, Bespin Luke, Darth Maul, Wicket, and yeah, and the two crown jewels, Anakin and Obi Wan in the Clone Wars armor. Which, nice. oh man, the car- the the card art on those. Whew, man, it just sends me. I love it so much, man. love it to death. I, I'm so happy to have those two figures. The sculpt on Anakin's face is kind of bizarre. But uh, I don't care. I just, I, I love having that figure. But that was it, man. Seven new Vintage Collection figures added. And then adding adding that to the three I picked up about a month ago or three weeks ago. Oh, what is that? Series two, you said? Vintage Collection two. Which is okay, cool. That that you know, that but, was that's what resumed in 2017. But that that's what you were
2: missing. Like, didn't you, you said you had gotten the three, the the third oh, wave?
0: Well, I don't know what wave it is anymore. But I picked up, uh, power droid, Luke and stormtrooper outfit. Oh, you did get it. Yeah, and uh, Wolf, Commander Wolf.
1: See, they're the few and far between when I pick up the the vintage collection, but power droid. You go gotta, more. you gotta,
0: you gotta get a gonk, right? Yeah, man. You gotta do that. Uh, what else we got going on? Um, yeah, that that really again, that was that was really it for me. And then, and then, um, the fives figure was revealed. Yeah. For, for me, there was some mystery around that because I saw a three pack released. We got images of a three pack of wool, um, Jesse, Echo, and Fives. Yeah. Right. So those three cool are coming out True. Yeah, but on one of my pre-orders, I've got a single carded fives. And I was like, what? I didn't, I just added it to my cart just on a whim. But is it a real thing? I've, I've heard nothing about it. And this week we finally saw the images of that, that fives figure. And it looks just amazing. Amazing. So I was like, you know, we're getting, we got Wolf, Echo, Jesse, you know, fives is on the way. When, where's Rex? Where is Rex in the vintage collection? And I, just as I, I kind of that question sort of went out into the universe in my brain I, I log on to Twitter and I'm just farting around and somebody asked uh a yak faced that question and apparently Rex is coming in the next wave. So that is oh that's good news. That is such good news. And then I don't know if Cody's going to follow suit at some point, but really that, that that'll do it for me as far as clones go. That
1: yeah, That's sweet though.
0: That's a that, that's that's those are the guys. I guess it'd be nice if they did a Gregor too, or maybe an Apo, but yeah, cool. Then I'm just, I'm still waiting for that Ahsoka re-release. I wish that they really need to get on with that one. What about you, Carlos? Anything happening on the Lego side of things this week?
1: He already did his.
2: Other than the first order, uh, star destroyer. uh, That's it. That's all I, uh, you're going to pick up,
0: you picking up that 3,200 piece set of the, uh, the cantina. I will not.
2: No, that's not something that uh, that interests me. It's not. Nice, well, no it, it, no it, fetish for that. It it, no, it, I mean, it is nice. Like, it, it's, it's, and talk about like, there's, I think there's five vintage minifigs. Uh, not vintage, but um, uh, exclusive minifigs in that set with the Dr. Evazan, Panda Baba, little uh, armadillo face guy who, the imperial spy guy, uh, um, Garindan. There you go. That Gr- dude, Grinden. uh, and uh, yeah, so there's five in all. It looks amazing, but you know, considering that I built my ma- I built one, I built a Tatooine mock, which uh, I was trying to hold up like a pizza and it fell on itself, yeah, <laughs> uh, like a pizza, <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not. No, it's not something. I'm, you know me. I'm more of the ship guy. So, and I'm kind of happy in a way that uh, even the the next uh, UCS, sh- the May the fourth coming up, was probably going to be the Republic, dro- uh, Republic drop Republic dropship. Uh, so that's another another UCS set that I'm not going to be not going to be getting. So it gives me the opportunity to go back and pick up some stuff in a backlog.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right, Corey. What did you do? All right. <laughs> what Listen
2: did to you this?
0: do? I'm gonna but start now, wait, off. Wait, with use the your bank. Ju- like, Use your judgment, okay?
1: Like, okay. I'm gonna go quickly. Just pay attention, all right? <laughs> all right. So the first thing I got a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was at EB Games in Cornwall, and I saw this blue Batman figure from the McFarlane Multiverse Here line, right? Go. Not the, not the animated one. Anyhow. It was a cool figure, and I was like, got to have it. Looked it up tonight just to see what, what the name of the figure was so I could talk about it here. It's going for like 79 bucks online. First McFarland figure that I've seen to garner any value, which is kind of exciting. Like, it's a chase figure, supposedly. I had absolutely no clue. So I locked that down, which I'm pretty happy about. Then at the same time, I scored two. Well, I got three Funko Pops, basically. Uh, Marty, 1955. Uh, Back to the Future, Back to the Future Doc 2015, and Biff from 1955. Like that's good representation. I'll be happy with that. Like that's cool. I don't need to go any further. And then Marvel Legends. I got the the same time. I got Retro Black Widow for like 11 bucks and the that cool card back. I don't know if you've seen it, Kyle. Mhm. Anyhow, I landed the Retro Spider Man line as well. The guy's holding it for me just for shipping because I'm picking up two more things this week. But uh, that's a cool line. I really, really wanted that. I have yet I to get Star Tom Wars. Cassidy, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cassidy, War Pass, and, and Outback Hulk, as well from Marvel Legends. Da, and then da, when it comes to Star Wars, da,
3: da, 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 I got. The, da, da, you, da, da,
1: da. <laughs> you're gonna love this, Kyle. I got Wave Two and Three finally from the da, 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 da. Black Series: Empire Strikes Back. Oh, finally! Wave. Yeah. I had I, like first wave three came through and then I was like, like same thing as you. I was like, oh man, like I thought it was wave two and I was like, no, this is wave three. And then I kept asking the guy and then he posted something in a Facebook group and I'm like, Hey, remember me? And he's like, oh yeah. You know, Kaya, Kaya boutique. You really hooked me up, man. He also he also has the Hera black series and Kanan black series put aside for me as well. Space lovers. So that's pretty sweet. That's all he's scored on, on that line so far. But goddammit, it's, it's been rough lately. Like, there's so much stuff coming out, man, especially in the Black Series. Like, all the figures are cool. And, like you said, Kyle, the, the vintage line, too. Like, that's really tempting, too, man. Like, oh, there are some cool figures coming out, man.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be they, hard
1: to get them all, too.
0: They keep coming. Black Series has been rolling like crazy. Vintage collection is now really full steam ahead. Yakface also posted that he f- they found nine more Black Series n- names in the system. Like Jesus, come on, man! This, this is this is an yeah, unending drowning. onslaught. And that the that, past
1: two weeks have been really bad, though. Like buying like box waves, multiple box waves is
0: it hurts not cheap. No, it, it hurts. hurts big. It, I, I'm seeing a lot of people now that are like dumping their parts of their collection because they're just like, well. You know, for example, like I've seen a bunch of people say, like, I'm an OT guy. These are people that are, that are my age. So I'm, like, I'm an OT guy. I've got too much Black Series now, so they're selling their prequel and, and sequel figures, Black Series, and they're just only keeping OT characters, it's, and it's too, it's too much. <laughs> we're, we're arriving at that point now where it's just like...
1: I, I would kind of say that I, I made a mistake with the, the sequel trilogy. Like I definitely have way too many characters. Like Having like four or five different fins... Eh. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Well, I mean, not that I, I didn't go down that path. I, I have FN-2187. That's it. I don't yeah, have That's a it. good one. I have no other thing. That's the one you want to have. Yep, for sure. Cool. Um, Yeah, so that's it for Toy News this week. Oh, actually, the Corey, if you're out there looking at Toys R Us, the Galaxy's Edge exclusive stuff. Is that Toys R Us now? Ooh,
1: really? Yeah. Uh, Has it dropped yet? Yeah, like, have you been out?
0: No. I'm afraid. <laughs> you gotta we you, got at, got at their this point Hondo Hondo, Captain Cardinal, uh, the mountain trooper. That stuff is starting get, to hit the pegs. Even the vintage collection falcon is starting to hit uh, the shelves. How much is that gonna go for? Five five, five fifty. 550 oh yeah it's huge dude this thing is huge huge i think it's 499 in the US so I don't know how much if you just just do a straight you know uh whatever conversion man. that's going be that you know that's probably like 650 but I don't know that if that's a price point that's at all digestible so i don't know 549 uh, that's got to be where it is nope. oh god no 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 i'm not I, i'm not paying that Unless I get, I have a job interview coming up Wednesday. If I get the job, I'll consider it. <laughs> oh, oh god, dude,
1: it's such that's such a ripoff. Like honestly, that's kind of like disgusting a bit to me. I can imagine like
0: two hundred bucks. No, no, two hundred bucks get to the slave one. That's bullshit. <laughs> I will. I will spring for two hundred bucks for Razor Crest. I I will definitely do that. But the Falcon, yeah, the Falcon is is probably a couple bridges too far. Uh, cool. All right, a couple of little odds and ends here f- till we until we talk about the Mando. Um, so Ryan, we didn't talk about this. Uh, Ryan Johnson is going to the streaming space. Did you guys hear this?
1: Yep. No. Which uh, space? It, it made me raise question marks for me right away. I was like, what is going on? It seemed. Uh, very odd.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the, I think fans kind of avoided this because we don't want to talk about the ramifications. But he's going to Netflix and he's working with Benioff and Weiss on the – Oh. Net, yeah. On, and it's, it's an adaptation. So, Benioff and Weiss won't screw it up. Uh, it's a, <laughs> They're doing an adaptation of a Chinese sci-fi epic called The Three-Body Bo- Three Problem. Uh, which you know looking up reading up about it sounds really goddamn cool but it also sounds like it's gonna keep them busy for years and I don't know what role Ryan Johnson plays in this I don't think it's it's specified at all but he's he's not there to hold a clipboard you know so I when you couple that with knives out which he's working on right now and then if you know if he's if he's got a significant role it might be years until we see him back with Star Wars, if at all.
1: Yeah, that's the crazy part to me. Like, it's the whole thing surrounding him. Like, it's more and more there's just question marks surrounding it. Like, I really hope it does go off. But, I mean, he's not waiting around. I don't don't think Lucasfilm or Disney's too thrilled that he's teaming up with Benioff and Weiss, like, on another streaming platform either. That probably doesn't really, like, make them too, too happy. But at the same time...
0: That's a good point, Corey. Hey, you're our guy, Ryan. You're our guy. Yeah, whatever. I mean, exclusivity is unheard of. I think last time we spoke with Michelle, like she was saying, like exclusivity is just it's it doesn't happen anymore. A studio just doesn't land somebody like that and lock them down in exclusivity. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it means. Maybe they got
1: to be more forthcoming with him, too. Like he can't just put his career on hold either. Like
0: there's no reason for him to sit around like Knives Out was a huge hit. So and there's a whole playground for him to work out there, and, and everybody loves that Knives Out movie. So it's 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 to his advantage really to, to <laughs> do what he wants with that. Everybody loves that Knives Out movie. It is. It, it everybody loves it. Nobody says anything bad about it ever. That movie. That movie. So good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, again, we. I don't know. We. I, I feel like fandoms just sort of glossed over this one.
1: Yeah, it, to be honest, when I first heard it, it kind of like rang bells for me in the sense that, like, not only is it Ryan Johnson, but the two of them as well had, you know, there was basically, it was basically confirmed that they were on board in a Star Wars project. So to have all three of these guys that were all confirmed to be in Star Wars doing another project all together is kind of like, I don't want to say a bit of a backhanded slap, a bit, but
0: like, it's it felt that way a bit, like, well, I mean, it's Dis- just Disney, dumped, mean like, Disney dumped like Disney the Game of Thrones guys. Or Lucasfilm did. Who cares? Really, eh? I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, actually, I don't remember anymore. But, whatever. Like, there was a parting of ways.
1: Yeah, there was more money offered elsewhere.
0: Oh, they, Netflix backed up the money truck. But anyway, um... I don't know where this, what this means, if anything, for Ryan Johnson. It just, it doesn't well, sound to, like to he's me, like available. the fact that,
1: the fact that we haven't heard anything for this long, we've talked about it before multiple times. I, I was saying that if anything, like with what we know as well and what we did know when we talked about it back in the past, like, I was saying, like when's this film going to come out? Like twenty twenty six to like, like, twenty does, thirty, something doesn't add up, and. I don't know. I just hope it still happens. I don't know what Disney's or Lucasfilm's plan is for the long haul, but
0: we don't haven't know heard. Either.
1: We haven't heard squat. Squat. Like, that's what sucks, man. It's like you got to stick to your original gut instinct and your vision when it comes to these things. And they pretty much loved what he did with The Last Jedi and gave him this contract prior to the film coming out. They should have shut their mouths. <laughs> they should have kept it a secret. And received, like, they were so confident that the film was going to be so well received as, you know, the, the new Empire Strikes Back. That they were that confident in saying, we're doing it with this guy. And then, well, that's what they you know? did. Yeah, it's exactly what they did. And then, you know, personally, I think they should, probably should have held off to see how the film was received. But they really had, they backed this guy, like, 200%. And they should still follow through with that.
0: Well, I mean, we can kick this like, around all you know, night.
1: We it's... have a vision. They have a vision. You know, that this guy was right, fit for Star Wars. And we're following through with what we wanted to originally do. Like,
0: can't let... we said it a hundred times. Can't let people dictate. Well, I think... like my, my working theory hasn't changed. It's that I think Lucasfilm wants to. And I, I don't think Disney does. I think the risk-averse corporation... Is sensitive to the the bad publicity that surrounds Ryan, and I don't think they're interested in going through that again. Where Home probably, in my mind, feels like, no, this we like this guy. He tells good. We feel like he does good good work, and we'd like to work with him. And I think there's there's a locking of opinion there, and I don't know what will break that. But anyway, um, Corey, you're talking about sticking with your gut instinct what would you have said if Ray Kenobi turned out to be a thing?
1: <laughs> I would that I have wanted. been, uh...
0: you put the, you, you put that out there, the, the sticking to your gut and your conviction thing. And so I was like, okay, well, it's, I, I didn't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about this thing. Cause I think it's stupid, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I hate that. Like you, you guys saw this, that the fallout from this last week.
1: Yeah, I saw some of it. Ah, for a little bit. Yeah. so stupid, so stupid. Well, to be honest, I don't think it's all so stupid. Like it depends how people react to things. But personally, I've said it from the beginning that I would have preferred. Like I get that Lucas kind of wrote, but he did have multiple manuscripts of this written over and over and continually rewriting and changing things. I get that. And I, but what would have really would have liked for this trilogy is for them to have a really good sense of what they wanted to do as opposed to really giving everybody so much freedom. I think this, French, like this series in particular could have really benefited from that. And it seems like we didn't have that and things were getting kicked around to the very last minute. The Kenobi thing, I'm like, I don't know. It just would have been... We've talked about it before in the past. Like, it, it was getting kicked around.
0: I don't know, man. It just doesn't really make sense. I mean, it kind of does, because... If, if they had chosen that, we would have been like, oh, okay. But then it would have just required all kinds of mental gymnastics and now explaining how this happened. How did... What did Obi-Wan do? Like, Obi-Wan was supposed to be this perfect little space monk. Satine, not with the She could have been half Mandalorian. Oh, Whatever. What like, a w- better story that would have so been, It was so much that. Like, it's not that... It wasn't that that got to me. It was, like, the stupidity of the reaction to this. Like... So what that Ray Kenobi was discussed at some point? I guarantee everybody who woke up on a Monday or Saturday morning or whatever said, man, I think I'm going to have steak for dinner. And you ended up having chicken. Like, what kind of vision for, of your day is that? Who, who flip-flops like that? Everybody does. That's who. Like, there had to have been a dozen options on the table for what they were going to do with Ray. And so, like, what? I, think, I don't think it matters... What they thought about or considered, it matters what they went with. Who gives a shit about all of the different options that were there? So, like all these people who were like, oh, see, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Having Ray Kenobi as an option is not at all. Or at least it's not detrimental. So what? They had an option. Like like Corey, you were alluding to, like, Lucas had how many different ideas for the OT and change things while filming you know if they did a dark horse series of the first draft of Star Wars where Luke is a friggin green alien you know it's 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 stupid no
1: Han's a green alien
0: what did I say Luke oh sorry yeah no Han was yeah you're right Han was the was a big green alien but he's turns out to be the most handsome man who ever lived like it, it's ridiculous that people latched onto this this thing, and and used it as sort of another wedge to, to split fans. And I'm like, God, I'm so tired of it. Anyway, geez, did I did I say that I wasn't going to talk about that? <laughs> oh well,
2: I think I think you may have.
0: I may have. So uh, that's where I'm going to stop talking about this. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, Ewan McGregor spoke this week, and he confirmed that. He spoke to Entertainment Online, Entertainment Tonight Online, and he said that uh, they were going to officially start Kenobi in spring of 2021. That's really all he said about it. Uh, So that's, it's good to know that, you know, straight from Kenobi's face that that is happening soon. Hopefully they, hopefully that actually, that date sticks. But uh, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath for a fall 2021 release, so this... This, to me, seems like a 2022 thing at this point.
2: Yeah, I think it's a spring 2022.
0: Yeah, it could be a spring. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it could could fall into many facets, man, depending on how, like, editing could take a long time and whatnot, but it could be spring, fall, even new year 2023. Like, you don't want shows conflicting either, and it seems like Mando's kind of secured the fall time slot.
0: Well, we don't like we know that they're already working on Mando season three, which season, I, which I will assume right. comes out fall twenty twenty one, and three, that's right. that could be the last season. I mean, let's let's just assume that it is the the last season. Then Kenobi, I doubt it, man. The, from
1: from what we're about to talk about shortly, I don't think it is.
0: Well, we never know. Who knows? It might it might not be. It, I have no clue. Um, yeah, spring like spring twenty twenty two might be the slot for. For Kenobi, which is still quite a ways off because it's not – yeah, it's – it's. jeez. I hope that's the latest. <laughs> that's that's far enough off.
1: Yeah, that that's just – I talked about this the last time I was on the pod and I had another sense of like – it was like depress, depressing, like a bit of a depression in the sense of amidst everything that's going on, there was also – it was during watching the Showtime film, uh, Star Wars Marathon. And I was, like, thinking about the movie experience and Star Wars and our podcasts and all that. And I was just like, oh, like, sh- shoulders kind of slumped. Like, yes, we got the Mando coming, which is absolutely amazing. And we know we got all this other stuff. We have absolutely no dates. And we have zero movies that we know that are coming, really, or timelines or dates for, like, firm dates, you know, that haven't been pushed back now.
0: Well, as long as we're in a pandemic, they can write whatever they want. And... It's still subject to getting pushed. Like they—they they just moved Wonder Woman eighty four to Christmas Day. And that movie's been pushed how many times now?
1: Yeah, it's sad.
0: And I'm still. Like, what's going to happen to Avatar? <laughs> oh, God, who cares? Pushed Push for the, the tenth time. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, Wonder what Wo- I, I i don't think Wonder Woman's happening at Christmas, or on Christmas Day. I don't. I think that's going over to twenty twenty one as well. Dune's going to get pushed. That's yeah, all. Definitely. It all gonna get pushed anyway uh ewan also spoke to empire podcast and he spoke a little bit about his time with star wars and just reading between the lines of of what he said like you can tell how much he did not enjoy the process of filming the the prequels beyond episode one and then like the the reception of the prequels kind of shaped how i think he sees those movies today but then he like he was talking about how there was like this, this surge of prequel love and people who were kids then are coming up to him now and telling him that like how much those movies mean to them even more than the OT. And he's like, what? Like you like them? People like these movies now. And he was sort of like uplifted. I think a little bit, he didn't say that, but I, I I just felt like he was uplifted by the fact that there's this big wave of prequel love. I thought there was
1: something really special about the
0: men. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think what it is, is, you know, time has been kind to them in the way that, you know, we, we've kicked those movies around so much and, and, and talked about the themes and, and what George was doing. And we're like, wow, we missed a lot of stuff story-wise because we were so hung up on some of the other flaws that are, that just so that stick out so much. But for some people, like those flaws were never really a big deal because they were six years old when it happened. And so, you know, they just see they're just special movies to them. But this it's it's really this this wave of people who are who grew up with these movies that for them that's their Star Wars, and it's it's almost like an infectious type of uh, positivity that is kind of cool. It's it's and it's helping me enjoy the prequels more than I think I used to. So I'll take it, man. I'll take it. And not to mention, my kids love them too. And that's, that's, you know, that's worth something to me. But anyway, yeah. Kenobi 2021 filming. That's going to be something to watch. And we still don't know really if it's four, six, eight episodes, but, uh, even he,
1: uh, even McGregor doesn't even know, like, like, I like the fact that it could be like this one movie yeah. event kind of deal where it's one season, one mini series telling this awesome story that could be really poignant, you know, like, kind of gives it a little gravitas that (laughs) is
0: that is the official word on kenobi is that it's it's yeah but even even he
1: in the interview he says it's supposed to be one season but he's like who knows he said who knows we'll see well yeah he kind of alludes to it's all up in the air like if it's a money maker for disney they might want to push for more it's a money making property it's obi-wan c.m mcgregor he's probably willing to do more than what he signed on for but me personally, I don't want it to be a thing where they drag it on. Like if they have a vision, that's the way it should be. Like just stick with that vision and you don't be pressured into saying, you know, we have this great uh, property that could potentially make a lot more money than we're trying to squeeze out of it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Tell the stories that need to be told and, and don't squeeze the lemon too hard. All right, uh, let's get into the main thing from last week which was the mandalorian we're finally getting some movement on the mando so we got we we always wait every year whatever star wars show or movie is coming along entertainment weekly does a big spread on it and so that came out out of the blue last week dropped a great piece on our heads bright and early on i think it was tuesday of last week and i think we all had enough time to read that article a couple times so we'll talk about the uh the things that stuck out to us and Anybody want to go first? Well first
2: of all it's just the type the pictures that we were that we got were they really didn't show much like more the most that we see is the evolution of grief Uh where Pedro Pascal talks about how the season starts uh, pretty much where it left off season one so season two starts off right away after the end of season one um but from the pictures we see of grief karga uh, i'm i'm assuming that the season takes place over a longer period of time that was the thing that stood out the most to me
0: yeah well yeah i i was kind of looking at the pictures of of grief karga he's got the white goatee now and it's supposed to pick right up after season 2 or se- sorry season 1 yeah where he's just got like a black mustache. So obviously there is some passage of time. Maybe I guess story-wise it picks up right after instead of like time-wise. I don't know how to differentiate. Like it doesn't, I don't think it picks up in the way that TFA and, and TLJ kind of link up together. I think there is some passage of time, maybe a couple months. But uh, yeah, you know the picture that really jumped out to me and it's it might be the most boring picture of the bunch but the picture of uh, Moff Gideon. Oh,
2: yes. That's a nice one, too.
0: It's just like just him there standing there looking kind of pensive, but it was really the the setting that he was in, right? It it was like he's obviously on some imperial base or vehicle. And that to me is interesting because there is a picture of of, uh, Cara Dune and Mando and Grief Karga. And they appeared also, I'm guessing, in the same space. In that same Imperial installation or vehicle. Maybe it's a Star Destroyer. That would be pretty cool. I'd love to see a Star Destroyer get into this. But yeah. yeah. But, but he's um, still, he's still yeah. a fascinating character to me. Grief Car um Moff Gideon is still such an amazing and fascinating character to me.
2: I'm thinking that they're gonna, it's gonna be probably an 8080. Like, that's I mean, like the to go from from a a, a special TIE fighter to a star destroyer is like, that's a huge ginormous jump. And the way it was written to me seems like it's a bigger vehicle, but not that much bigger. Like it's going to be something that he he could pilot himself type of thing.
0: Yeah, it could be. I mean, you're right though. It is a huge jump, but somewhere this guy's got a base. Some, somehow this guy gets around.
2: What what I'm really looking forward to is the uh, is Moff Gideon's uh, Tie Fighter in Lego, like that, uh, <laughs> is that coming? I'm, I, I, sorry about that. I knocked the mic. Um, I, I it's not confirmed yet, but they'd be stupid not to at this point. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's it and it's so cool. It's a variant of the of the Tie Advanced. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I really uh, I really like it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a cool ship. Uh, one of the other, one of the quotes in the piece that stood out to me comes from, of course, Dave Filoni, and he said that an audience tends to enjoy a story by sticking to tropes and characters they understand, like a gunslinger in the old old West. So it was a clear story and a fun adventure, even if you've never seen anything in the Star Wars universe. And to me, like if Filoni swings as big a hammer at Lucasfilm as we all think he does then you got to think that future movies will will, are going to continue to use the formula of familiar tropes and archetype characters and clearly defined relationships like very make keeping things kind of very simple black and white you know that's the bad guy you know that's the good guy yeah so i thought yeah it, it seems like okay they're sticking with the idea so far, anyway, sounds to me like they're sticking with what they know works for Star Wars. And then once you get to know the characters, you introduce sort of those grayer elements and characters. But to start, yeah, you get you get the good guys and the bad guys. Even even though in this show, though, like... The Mando is sort of... Like, they t- they talk about it in this. Like, you don't really know his motivations.
1: Yeah, they, they alluded to something pretty big in, in this article where that, you know... Uh... Moff Gideon's character it seems at a point that he's going to have a one up on the Mando he's going to have something he's going to lord something over him let it be the the Darksaber or Baby Yoda or something to get something done that he wants done you know like he was saying that maybe not all his motivations are actually all that bad or what he ultimately wants to do isn't necessarily all that bad like in a Thanos kind of way (laughs)
0: Yeah, I uh, guess, yeah, killing ha- killing half of the living beings in the galaxy is it's not bad.
1: No, but <laughs> that's what the, he was kind of alluding to something along those lines that for the greater good, like uh, he could hold Mando's mentality hostage. And he said he's going to attack him on all fronts in that yeah, respect, so, right?
0: So, uh, yeah, the the quote over here is um, it's an icon so he's talking about his battle with the Mando. It, it's an iconic battle. I want to disarm disarm him mentally as well. Who knows? Maybe there's an opportunity to get him to fight some battles for me. You may think I'm a villain, but I'm trying to harness some energy and some powers for a path that could be best for all. You'll get to see him be somewhat diplomatic and more of a manipulator. And I love every word of this. Love it.
1: Yeah, it sounds so fitting for his character, first and foremost.
0: Like, he he sounds like this.
1: his acting style.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's, the Gideon almost seems to be like this mix, this blend of like of a warrior like Vader and a manipulator like Dooku or Palpatine, and I, I and a planner like Thrawn.
1: That's, that's, I, he, he gives me Thrawn vibes because he seems very confident.
0: Yeah, and I, I, and I love that there's this uh, an insinuation that he might try to convince the Mando that letting what's left of the Empire have the child. I think it's clearly the child that they're all still struggling over. Like, give them to us. It's for the benefit of everybody. And I think you know, Star Wars. Like, think, give
1: give us the child, and I'll give you like some kind of bit from your inf- information or unite Mandalore or, or like, like something, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Give you the dark saber.
0: And I, I think Star Wars really benefits when you have this like proverbial snake character, like whispering things in the hero's ear and getting him to do things he wouldn't ordinarily do. I, I think I thought Mo- Moff Gideon is just a great villain.
1: And and they also alluded to this too. Like you were saying, Kyle, before like bigger scope, the big, bigger vision. They pretty much basically stated in this article that we're going to be visiting is star destroyer. So that's going to be cool to revisit that. Well, did they screen. say star
0: destroyer? Cause we were just talking about that. They didn't, away. but
1: they basically, they alluded to it in the sense that they, they said like, you're going to get to quote, like you could see the quotation marks almost like you're going to get to see like where he really hangs out or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but that's the vibe that I got anyhow. Like that's how I interpreted it that yeah, for sure we're going to so be seeing him in space on his cruiser.
0: Quite possible.
1: And yeah. I don't what, know what, if like, what if it's
2: like the invisible hand or something like that type of ship?
1: Oh, that'd be crazy. Something new, some technological terror.
0: Yeah, it'd be pretty wild. One
1: thing I I really... I think the most important thing that I just want to get this off my chest right off the bat uh, with the whole article in general is like the simplicity of the first season really... And what they talked about in this article like just, you know, this is what we want to do and let's stick with that and the tropes and it just worked for me so well especially the titles what they really did with the familiar... uh, characters of like this, the gunslinger and stuff like there was something very familiar about it and they really pulled it off they're going to continue to do that but with bigger scope but on a much bigger scale they're going to try and open the story up like he was talking about Game of Thrones how he was a big fan and you know you can kind of prolong the series in that sense where it doesn't have to end at season 3 because you have all these different characters and all this new stuff going on right again you don't want to drag it on too long but I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that how much they are pumping Dave Filoni's tires. I absolutely love it. I love Filoni. They they will they give him ample credit in this article, in the sense that he's Lucas's mentor. Lucas was busting his chops at one point when he was directing his episode. Uh, Favreau won't do anything without Dave Filoni's consent. He consults him on absolutely everything, which is just so comforting to know, like that he's that deeply involved and that uh, highly regarded in Lucasfilm and that they're giving him kind of this position. like I full comfort in that. And it it works. And I'm really happy that they reiterated this for the masses.
0: I mean, yeah, they've been that's kind of been one of the refrains. Over the last couple of years, it's, it's, they, they position Dave Filoni as sort of this, this keeper of knowledge and like scion of, of how things get done in Star Wars storytelling. And like Favreau said, I'll come up with ideas, and sometimes Dave will say, You can't do this in Star Wars. Then I'll say, Then, uh, then I'll set examples from the movies or Clone Wars to try and use as a justification. I'm like a lawyer talking to a judge, I am to him as he was to George. I won't do anything without Dave's approval, and to his credit, Boom. he understands that Star Wars needs to be fun and ever evolving. And that's I love um, it, man. I love that one too. Like, first of all, because I, I like to think about, the, I love to think about those people in a room together, and John's trying to get something past Dave, or he's trying to push. He's trying. He's trying to like pitch an idea or get something through onto the story, and Dave's being his snarky self and shooting him down. And loving it. You know that Dave just loves sitting there shooting him down. But also, like, yeah, it, well, it, it, it echoes back to the that premise story. of the show, think about it.
1: Like, like, they were talking about in the article, like, the premise of the show, having the child be of Yoda's species, Dave Filoni, right off the bat, was like, this is riddled with problems. It has to be handled absolutely perfectly. The fickle fandom will tear you apart.
0: <laughs> I wonder if that's the word he used. Huh
1: something along those lines
0: <laughs> well and it lines up with that you know i think there was a hollywood reporter piece or variety or something where they spoke with kathleen kennedy and they said that we don't do a thing story-wise without running it through dave now whether they obey what dave says or i, I don't know if dave has full veto power over everything that's you know that's a lot star wars does a lot of stuff and i don't know if that dave gets it has to sit there and in a room and listen to everybody's every detail of every show, every episode, every movie. Oh my God. It's a lot. He's got his own stuff to do, but, uh, no, it's nice to see that they have that person that they can go to and say, does, does this work thematically or whatever wise, but yeah, it was, it was a good article. And lastly, for me anyway, um, is, I, I guess, Corey, you, you kind of alluded to it too, is sort of like this opening up of the scope and so it, it said like, you know, the, 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 the first season kind of was very strictly focused on the Mando and season two is going to add these new angles. And the quote was, as we introduce other characters, there are other op- there are opportunities to follow different storylines. The world was really captivated by Game of Thrones and how that evolved as the characters followed different storylines. That's very appealing to me as an audience member. Uh, I don't know. That, that one's a little scary to me. I don't know yeah,
1: you, yeah it's, you kind of say, like, how long can you draw this story out for, like, his journey with the child, you know, and their family. Like, that's really the core thing here. But it's true, once you start introducing other characters, you can have an old, whole episode with, say, Ahsoka and Rex, if they're actually in this, or that whole Boba Fett thing, or maybe more a Moff Gideon episode. Or Cara Dune and a sure. target, you know? Yeah,
0: they could do that. I mean, like, but we talked about this, right? Like, when we kept hearing all these rumors coming out of this person, that person, another person, another person, like, and big names coming into the show, we're like, is there a chance that this show could get diluted and focus taken off the Mandalorian, which may not be a good idea in a show called The Mandalorian? But it, it to me, it sounds like they're they're admitting it, basically. It absolutely sounds like they're they're going to be telling side stories or we might get episodes where it's like okay this is uh I don't know a grief carga and Cara Dune episode and we we don't get mando in that episode at all and you and know, 8 episodes right that's it so i don't Have i don't we, know how many side G- stories Gina Carano can do. kind of
1: said that the like you know all the the cameos she so said what no so, Gina Carano basically said that like some of the cameos are confirmed and some of them are not. Like, shouldn't say who's what and what's what, but you know, there's a lot of people rumored. We've got Tamora Morrison, uh, Rosario Dawson, uh, there Michael Bain. I don't even know this guy.
0: Yes, you and do. And who was the it?
1: last one? It's was, Kyle, Kyle Reese I think Terminator.
0: The,
1: oh, yeah. that's Oh, wow. That's a good choice. I remember talking about that. And also, there's Katie Sackhoff. I, I, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if Katie Sackhoff going to make the cut. I really want her to be in this though, man.
0: I feel like if there's, like, cause, like Gina said, and, and Gina said a lot of things lately, but uh, <laughs> in, in keeping it to Star Wars, um, she did say some of the rumors are true and some aren't. So if I if I had to say one person is not coming, it uh, it would be uh, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, I'm on the
1: same page. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, it'd be cool to see her, but I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of people coming in here in a relatively short window. Like, think of, think back to episode or to season one, and how quickly that that passed, right? Eight episodes, boom, done, and we were like, shit, that was quick. You know, like that's. I'm yeah, all for you more know, Star Wars and more, really... more characters, but boy, oh boy. Give it. I, I hope for a show called The Mandalorian that Din Djarin is still sort of the focal point.
1: And, I'm sure he will be, but like, you know, it's it's not odd for a show to take a side path at one point. You know, like uh, well, they'll like, like, we still be probably in every episode, I would think.
0: Look at the but the, the, the Walking Dead. Maybe not the focal point. The Walking Dead was notorious for it, where you would follow a. a an arc for three, four, five episodes, and then it would break. And then you'd go do a backstory with a certain character for like two or three episodes. And we'd like, that's a sudden step away. But when you do 20 or 15, 16 episodes in a season times 10, 12 seasons, you can do that. You have, you have the time to do that, especially when the episode lengths are all, you know, a full hour. I don't know. I am uh I'm a little nervous about that one. I'm excited to see all these characters. But I'm just a little nervous on how they might get handled. And I shouldn't be, really. I mean
1: No, you shouldn't be, man. Like I think Faloni and Favreau are like a match made in heaven. Like the fact, again, that Favreau respects him as much as he does uh just to me it means the world. Like I really think that they're working in a balanced force-like way.
0: <laughs> How very poetic.
1: Oh, they, they did a really good job with season one, man. Like, uh, it's, it's kind of incredible.
0: Yeah. Like well, I,
1: I, I watch, I've watched the whole season. I've watched at least four or five times now, season one. And, like, every episode is just so unique, man. Like...
0: Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's it's one of my favorite bits of Star Wars already. Less than a year in, and I'm I'm super excited for for season two. And the, the things that the, the things that I'm excited about are also the things that make me nervous. Like I can't wait to see all these characters, but I'm also afraid that there's not going to be like this strong through line. And I know I I really shouldn't have that fear. I feel like I'm getting nervous for no reason. But uh,
1: the only thing I'm nervous about is Baby Yoda. <laughs> What is what is gonna happen to that poor child?
0: Well, and that's the other thing, right? Like, how how long can they string this out for? Like, I don't feel like they can go a whole season, like just running around the galaxy looking to drop this kid off. Like, how long can they really do this for? Unless they just say, you know what, he's he's sticking with me. We're lone wolf and cub, and that's, that that we're the we're a pack of two forever.
2: Yeah. kind of cute it's kind of cute but uh, yeah that's definitely not going to happen um, there's a lot of implications there this is the thing that I, I was always weary about you know like um, sticking this in the middle of two eras of Star Wars that are known is that yes okay something's unknown but where where does this timeline match up with the one that's known?
0: Well, yeah, remember and, we were and, promised yeah. right origins of first order. So they were promising a, like a, a merging of this show to the sequel trilogy on some level where that hasn't happened.
2: I don't know. It's scary to me. You
0: know, I, at some point they're going to have to follow through with that. I don't know where that comes in. I I still feel like Moff Gideon is the guy that sort of brings us to that point. Hey, what if...
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Going going back to that that. character, what if... Here's a poll from the Lando comic book series from Charles Soule. What if that ship is one of the Emperor's yachts? What, What if that guy's just hopping around the galaxy flying Palpatine's ship? You know, and we go down this path of... We gotta, we gotta get Baby Yoda because, you know, he's he's the the secret to helping us resurrect Palpatine. Or
1: I hope it doesn't come to that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see.
2: It's scary. Yeah, I don't,
1: there's, there's some, there, like, it is some, it is curious, there. man. I hope that I hope they're not still thinking as to what like. Uh, I hope they have an idea in their head what the Empire, the former Empire, really, really wants with Baby Yoda. Like hope to not just wing in that part.
0: No, I would I Who knows, right? But I gotta imagine they they know what they're doing from that from that standpoint.
1: And Dave we trust. That's yeah, true. It, Dave Dave probably grilled Feloni on it. Okay, you wanna do this? Let's let's map it out.
0: you know what's interesting also about gideon is that he talked about you know how how uh like he was really going to like have the the dark saber and own it I'm trying to find the the exact quote Yeah,
1: he said he definitely said that which is kind of interesting which means to me it kind of means they're going to go toe to toe in a saber battle which is kind of awesome and he seems pretty stoked about that too
2: yeah, but I think it's going to be more like a uh, Ray and Kylo on the ruins of of the Death Star, where like Ray's fighting for her life type of thing, and Kylo's just he, he he doesn't want to kill her. Like I don't think Moff Gideon wants to kill the Mandalorian because he sees the value in keeping him around.
0: Yes. Okay, I found the quote. It's so exciting for me. This is this is um, Esposito speaking. He says, "It's so exciting for me to be in a show where I can wear a cape and own it, and where I can have a lightsaber and really own it." So that's that is. Uh, yeah, he talked, he's talked about this before. Medi- he's talked about like epic lightsaber battle in this before. So, and then and then our response was, "Well, like who's going to fight with a lightsaber?" And yeah. Like, and unless ahsoka. there's maybe but you know unless this guy is a secret force user that we've never heard of before you know, ahsoka is going to swoop in there and kick his ass you know unless yeah, and he's, unless she, he's and got like a mr fuji cr- in the corner with a bag of salt or you know <laughs> <laughs> if, or with if a bag she, of sand yeah has,
1: has like an actual like lightsaber duel with ahsoka and like comes out like equal equal like that would look really funny, man. That wouldn't be cool.
0: No, I, I mean, barring some sort of, like, like I said, explanation that this guy is actually a big-time Force user, she would just absolutely do a tap dance on his head. So, but yeah, so, I mean, the, but they do talk about a battle between Mando and, and Esposito in this, which...
1: we you know what's interesting, too, just before
0: you get into that? Like... The fact that he mentioned the cape and cowl or the cow or the cape. We're not, not Batman. We're not talking, we're talking about Batman. <laughs> we, like, can, we can <laughs> talk about Batman someday. This is not that day.
1: The cape, anyhow, the cape and wielding the lightsaber, but like people like Robert Pattinson as well. As soon as they put on a costume, like that has a cape and something like that, like they kind of feel emboldened and, and empowered by that. You know what I mean? Like, and you can kind of tell where that's where he's kind of going with this too. You know, he he, he was feeling it. Like, he's really loving the fact that he's wielding this.
2: I don't know if you guys... This is, might be a little bit side-tangenty, but uh, if you guys listen to Mark Marin's podcast...
0: Not as a habit, but I, sometimes.
2: Well, he was a guest uh, on, um, on the podcast uh, in the last few weeks. And... Um, that guy is so interesting. Like, I love... And I've always said it from the beginning when when the rumors first came that he would be in The Mandalorian and when the confirmation came, I think we can go back and check the tape of how, how happy I was about it. And uh, just listening to him talk about uh, his just his, his history in, in the business and how passionate he is. Like... I love hearing these quotes from him about about what he's doing, and um, granted, with with Mark Maron, he spoke a lot more about this character in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But um, I, I think that he's really he's soaking this all in, and I really hope that it's a character that doesn't find a demise early uh, in the series like he needs to be the foil or um, the, the the maybe the character who maybe like a an agent callous where he starts off as as the bad guy uh, hunting uh, our, our heroes and eventually... Ooh. comes around and tries to
1: that's tries the first to help good them. thing you said all night carlos
2: that's cool i knew i, like I was that. gonna tickle your rebel's bone like yeah you know, for sure you'll love that one but uh no that i mean i think because you want him to stick around so much or i do
1: oh i love so, him. like I, he's he's yeah, he he's great cunning like I don't know if you guys are watching the boys right now, but yep. Oof. His character in that too, man. Is it's very, the same uh, guy. He played, he's playing the yeah. same
0: character. Minus a cape. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very confident, very like I know the endgame.
0: Now he carries himself so well in that villain like head honcho role. In the in the
2: cool, calm and collected assassin role. Like, like a
1: Lex Luthor.
2: Yeah, or uh, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad, or <laughs> you know, like no, he's he's oh, dude. Is like, he in
1: Better Call Saul?
2: Yeah, yeah he is. They, it's it's six years before, so it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. But um, yeah, he's in that too, and he's a little bit more hot headed. Like he he's not the the epitome of of Gus Fring, which is cool to see him play like a little bit of a. Um, you know, uh, it's the same character, but, you know, different different circumstances. And that's awesome to see, too, you know. I'm a huge fan of... Kyle, you better get on Breaking Bad. Seriously, like, do yourself a damn favor.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Firefly Jeez. first.
3: Oh,
2: sh- this guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy. Well, no, but it's... Uh, so, uh, like I was saying, like... Um, Obviously, we only see him in like one and a half episodes. So it's like it's not it's not really. You know, he, he doesn't sell the Mandalorian, but. I'm so excited to see what he's going to he's going to be in season two and, and going forward. And like I said, I really
1: hope they keep him around.
2: And, and try really to
1: like he survived that crash, man.
2: Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, he survived the crash, right? Like, but it's it's kind of like Kylo survived a crash too. Like, yeah. maybe he has the Force somehow. And he's
1: like, "Wee." Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as much as once I'm,
1: your wing comes off, you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> as much as I'm excited, right, to see to see him wield the saber and have some action with it, because of the way he he speaks when he's delivering his lines. I'm more interested in seeing how he's going to manipulate.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's going to be his big weapon. Yeah,
0: you know, I, I, I can't wait to see him bend the Mando's ear and what's he going to make him do? Like betray his friends, give up the child willingly. Like I,
2: I think, uh, I think that's, that might be part of the, of the series is that Moff Gideon actually gets the child. And then which, you know, I'm hoping he doesn't and I am hoping it's not like a replay of of episode 2 from season 1 where Mando hands over the, the child and then has to go back and get him. Uh maybe he
1: doesn't hand him over, maybe he looks at the ball again.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but maybe 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 uh, you know he he's he's taken from him and it's a different story, but I just I don't want the whole hand them over trope. Replay it again
0: yeah you gotta you gotta push it for you gotta push the story forward we've yeah. we've seen him have that change of heart where i gotta go back i can't there's a conscience there and it would be kind of without an extraordinarily good reason to see him you know kind of betray that that awakening that he had yeah that kind of sounds silly to me a little bit well, how are you guys feeling about uh, no trailer? Like I, th- I feel like at this point for me, I don't care. You get- <laughs> okay,
2: you're gonna we're gonna get it tomorrow. Probably. <laughs> probably yeah, it's, it's coming, Monday, man. Monday night football, first Monday night football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I would probably I would say um and that's the only football talk we're doing, Corey.
0: Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brady lost. Oh jeez
2: uh yeah so that's it uh i I'm, I'm i like i said i don't need the trailer it's gonna be fun it's gonna give us something more to talk about but like i know i'm watching it anyways you know what i mean like it's oh and yeah it's, it's it's uh what uh 40 almost 50 days away so it's not that big a deal like it's well, i, I exactly. can i can wait
0: yeah, i can if wait if we were still in july there's no way I'm saying I can go without a trailer, but now that we're a month and change out, month and a half yeah. out, pff, yeah, if you give me no trailer, I'll be fine. At this but point like I said, can make it. It's pro-
2: it's probably coming tomorrow. Like it's just that's the way it works. Like we got that- to that
0: point where like, I don't want the trailer. Oh yeah? Take it. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Um, who knows? It could be coming. It, 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 you feel like with, you know, with this EW piece coming out, the dam is broken. Yeah. And so it's it's highly possible, or maybe even likely that uh, yeah, it's coming. Just be patient.
2: And if you're looking on YouTube, you might find uh, a bunch of fake trailers. Those are always fun. The fake oh, trailers, yeah. Some are the halfway convincing too. Some are some are pretty good, but it's like it's like okay, there's no way there's that much Boba Fett in season two. Like get over it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. But. Um, it's still interesting. Like I, I, we're we're pretty. I mean, we're pretty much guaranteed we're going
0: to Tatooine, right? So, yeah, yeah. I think the Bantha gave that away.
2: Yeah. What a handsome and,
0: Bantha that was, too.
2: Well, Mark Mark is not convinced of it, but uh, you know, he tried to convince us that uh, maybe it's in a Bantha was transported off Tatooine and uh, San, uh a Tusken Raider. You know, they're on another desert planet.
0: I suppose that is possible, for sure. I just, I... What reason would they have to go back to Tatooine? What pulls them back? drop dropped there? a baby off again, that mechanic lady. Maybe he needs a babysitter. That's it, he doesn't have a uh, quill anymore. I know, just the Rest person to hide to hide him with. While we do this or, other thing.
2: Or she, she, she fixed this ship, like the way Apple designs their phones with like...
0: Designed obsolescence?
2: The, 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 yeah. Pl- planned so something obsolescence? Something breaks down that that only... Like, he brings it to a garage and they're like, I don't know who fixed this last time, but I can't do this. Like, whoever fixed this needs to fix what they did. And he's like, oh, Amy Sedaris.
0: Yeah, man. Anyway, I'm ex- I'm excited either way. I'm super, I am super... You so- definitely
1: need somebody you can trust that can babysit. <laughs> my opinion
0: yeah probably
1: you can't bring the baby everywhere that's super dangerous man remember that episode was zero that was so creepy man
0: oh poor baby that's a good episode
1: that was a great episode man but like just that robot hunting the baby would it didn't make me feel good <laughs> <laughs> it was scary
2: uh. Don't hurt the kid!
0: Don't hurt the kid! What are you trying to do,
1: you creepy robot?
0: (laughs) Well, last year they 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 got away with punching the baby Yoda. (laughs) Only because it was Jason Sudeikis. And you you, don't actually see it though, right? Like he's wrapped, he's in the bag. The bag is closed. Like they would never actually show you, show us seeing the baby get take a fist to the face. Career suicide. (laughs)
2: yeah seriously
0: I wonder if baby Yoda is going to get any more into the action this year or in season 2
2: or like is he going to start talking like maybe he's going to start with some backwards talk
0: or like do they start maturing quickly at this point so is it going to be like a progression like almost like Groot where you know in what Guardians 2 he's like this little twig in a pot and then by the time we get to Infinity War, he's sort of like a pissy little teenager on his on his tablet. I'm
1: good.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: I don't know. Hey, it, we language. don't know how they grow.
0: Is he going to oh, get such a good part? Is he going to be a little little sassier baby Yoda in this in this upcoming season?
2: Well, look, he has 50 years before he should be able to train Jedi.
0: Right. So, so. at some point, there's a there's a rapid maturation, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So it's I wonder if stinging. we're going to move right into that. Which could be funny, or just might take what take what makes baby out of adorable and lovable to begin with, and and completely scuttle it. Turn him into a teenager. That's true. What could be worse than that.
1: Even for the Mandalorian, like picture the Mandalorian kind of maybe parts ways with him at one point, you know, and then like somehow they come back together, and he's like totally changed. Yeah, maybe. He's like, I don't love you the same. You made me eat a no frog,
2: ass.
0: <laughs> You're a <laughs> shitty provider. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> hey, take your ball. Take it. You haven't changed my diaper in six months. <laughs> Use the force. That took big stainless toilet of yours is too big for me. I fell in. You bathe me in there. <laughs> like, you tricked me
1: last time. It was the carbon freeze. <laughs> Oh man, we're
2: completely ridiculous. This is yeah. awesome.
0: Oh god. Anyway, um, I is that it? Anything else uh, you guys want to talk about?
2: Uh, you want to talk about how uh, Gina Carano might not be in
1: season three? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doesn't that apply oh, to co- anybody, really? Though go-
1: spoilers, Carlos.
2: <laughs>
0: we could wait till next week. I think that's an even money bet at this point. Oh, man. What's wrong
1: with people? <laughs> like... I don't think they do that unless they know something prior. So spoiler alert. Pew, pew, pew. Eh. Or maybe she has CTE. No, IG 11 with the backed infusion this time. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh well, you know So that's the world we live in now. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> eh. Could be worse. Beep boop up. Oh boy. So <laughs> oh, that's the that's the words, Corey.
1: That is the word.
0: Silly Gina. Silly silly Gina. Alright, I don't know. I got I got nothing else to say this week. Maybe we'll That's have a short next week. Short and sweet. That's fine. I can't ramble for two and a half hours every week. That's good no. like that.
2: I'm surprised that, uh, Corey, I'm surprised we're, we're not still talking about the
1: toys you bought. I mean, either. But I'm really happy about that Batman. 79 <clears throat> bucks.
0: <clears throat> so what? You're not going to sell it. But it's mine. Meaningless. <clears throat> Get off my cloud, yo. Meaningless. <clears throat> The value of everything you own is meaningless. Quit dragging me down, man. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Did you guys watch Cobra Kai? No, not yet. Heard good things. Yeah. Yeah. That was a
1: YouTube show originally, no? Yeah, it
2: was. And now it's on Netflix. And I I started it on Friday, finished it yesterday. Uh, Binged two seasons. Yeah. I kind of
1: like the premise of it.
2: It's pretty cool, man. It's honestly, it's uh, like... The, the Karate Kid's a
1: pretty big dick, supposedly, eh? Uh,
2: the, you know what? They both are. And it's like, what that's the thing I like, is like, there is evolution of the characters,
1: which is cool.
0: Yeah, Daniel Daniel's is not like a, still a Boy Scout, you
1: know? You ever seen those, like, there's breakdowns of those films about how, like, Daniel is kind of like the actual bully in that? the instigator.
2: Well, he's a wise ass. He's he's a, he's a he's a jersey kid. He's a wise ass and he his mouth gets him into trouble. Like
1: but he, even the party, the first party there.
2: Oh, when he sprays the water on Johnny?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That poor me, and the victim. No, <laughs>
2: yeah, he was asking for it. But like the 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 show kind of approaches it from how how Johnny sees things a little too. Which is really good, anyways. I, I think it's 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 a it's a good show. It's it's funny. It doesn't take itself extremely seriously, which which I like. Uh, it's you know it's okay um, from from that standpoint.
1: It's, you know a, it's a good te- show if your kids are watching to watch with them, Carlos. Avatar, that'd be, that'd be worth your time.
2: Yeah, they're watching it, but they're watching it without me. You know what? And <laughs> because I'm trying to teach them uh, self reliance. You know,
0: just Lies. like just like Indy's father tried to teach him.
2: Yes, self-reliance.
0: For some reason, this morning I was I was looking at pictures of Sean Connery's house in South France. I don't know why. My wife's like, "Let's look at his. look We got to see John, Sean Connery's house in the south of France. Why? <laughs> How many barrels of wine are in the cellar there?" <laughs> It's it's quite the place he had. Quite the place. I love getting shit-faced on Bordeaux. Ugh.
1: Dude, the guy's like 90 now, man. I know. He's a he's a national treasure. LXG killed him. <laughs> what? what the hell? We're still recording, dude. Sorry. <laughs> it's true. He was so jaded from Hollywood after that film. It's like, I'm never filming anything again. <laughs>
3: Oh, this is good.
1: It's
0: um, sad. You know, sometimes you just try to let things kind of fizzle out naturally. And sometimes you need to stomp it out. <laughs> like a cigarette butt. You should stomp it out before the fire smolders. And catches on fire. And causes some serious damage. And upends your life. You... Uh, they put up a billboard for you. <laughs> a Funny guy, huh? lesson learned Corey.
3: Oh. oh man that was good
1: all right just turn this thing off
0: <laughs> you sure you, you, do you have anything else you want to get I'm off good chest? good all right. I'm good all right that's oh. it i'm done too um thank you guys for listening if you want to be part of the podcast your questions your thoughts can be sent to tumblingsaver at gmail.com uh, many other ways you can help out the podcast this podcast that you love so much Uh, Make sure you're subscribed, first of all, and then share it with your friends. Leave us a review somewhere, and if you're feeling crazy and up to it, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber, where we've we've made the barrier for entry much lower. You can become a powerful friend, a powerful Jedi, more powerful than you could possibly imagine for a paltry $3 a month. So go check that out. Got lots of great audio coming your way every month, uh, and that would be awesome if you could check that out. So cool, do that. Also, shout out to our friend Rob Wade for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 endorsed program. You can learn more about that over at emotionally14.com. And guys, that's all out of the way now. Now we just have to wait. We flip the egg timer and wait on that Mando trailer. But until that happens, Carlos, where do we find you on social media?
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, C Candido Music or at The Funny Cardos or at The T O L podcast uh i've started uh, recording new episodes so check that out on itunes or on podbean uh the thinking out loud podcast uh give it a subscribe and uh check it out on youtube as well if you uh, want to look at my lovely face if not uh, patreon.com slash and you'll get the video and the audio there uh before anybody else and uh that's it we're having
0: uh, we're having fun that's what it's all about in 2020. Because everybody is having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> try to have, try to have more fun. It's been just the best year for fun. Corey, do you still remember where people can find I'll,
1: you? I do. I don't want to tell everyone. It's been a long time. But everybody can hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. And other than that, find us in our Closed Facebook group.
0: Hey, do you remember your Twitter password? Like, if you if you logged out, would you know how to get back in?
1: I think so. <laughs> Pretty sure.
0: Is it Try
2: the, it. Ezra rules with a Z.
1: No. Ezra no. blows with a Z. Back off, <laughs> dude. When I send passwords to the guys, that all these people that I'm buying black series and legends from online because that's what the pandemics brought us to but i've met some really powerful allies but every time the password is With the Z. prince of lothal oh jesus ezra boom take your money bop, 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 bop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right gang that's gonna do it um something something's cool is going to come your way later this week i'll let you uh, wait for that over on the patreon feed uh but until then everybody thank you for listening to this episode and we'll talk to you again next week and until then may the force be with you
3: breathing if only to see you next to me sleeping soundly smiling I become the man.